another uh, example of a Chassidish Yid who came to America in the 1920s. The previous Rebbe sent him here to be a Rav in Baltimore. His name was Rebbe Rav Elio Axelrod. Axelrod. Rebbe Rav Elio was a Chosid who learned the Tamchet to be under the Rebbe Rashab. He was someone Mufshit from Elam Hazard, which means he wasn't very engaged in the mundane material world. He was a real chassid to David and worked on himself. So a chassid like this here in the United States in the 1920s was really an anomaly. The American Jews couldn't relate to him. When the previous Rebbe visited the United States in 1929, they came here for, for a little while for a visit. The community in Baltimore, from the shul where he was the Rav, complained to the Friedrich Rebbe that the Rav is too uh, out of it. He's too much in the, in, the, in the heavens. He doesn't understand the matters of this physical world. The first Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi Leo Axelrod came to Baltimore to be a Rav. They had signed the contract, they had promised him a certain salary. So came the first night of Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi Leo davened like a chosit for, for a long time, and he cried a lot. It says in Chassidus that the first night of Rosh Hashanah, there was always... Prius. There's a lot of crying. The Rabbeim used to cry enormously on the first night of Rosh Hashanah. They wouldn't talk much at the table, but uh, there was a lot of crying. The second night was already different because it says the judgment for the year happens on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. So when they came the night of Rosh Hashanah, David, the way he was used to David in Russia, and his davening was accompanied with a lot of crying. The Balabatim in the shul had no clue what he was crying about. So they thought, maybe he's unhappy here. They had a meeting of the uh, the board of the shul, and they decided maybe we should give him a higher salary. This is why he's crying. Maybe if we give him a more money, he'll be happier here. When they came to him with the offer that they want to pay him more, he said, "Why? Why would you give me more? I mean, I, I'm happy with what you're giving me." So he said, "We saw you crying at the night of Rosh Hashanah. You must have been very upset and miserable." realized the huge gap between the the, the, the Hasidic culture that he came from and the, the Balabatim here in the United States. The, 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 the distance, the, the gap between the worlds was so enormous that they couldn't even begin to fathom 
why would a Rav cry in the night of Rosh Hashanah if not because he wants a higher salary? The previous Rebbe once said about this Rebbe Rebbe that he's so out of it that he doesn't even know what the lanterns in Baltimore look like. You know, the streets of Baltimore were lined with very nice lights to illuminate the streets at night. Rebbe never looked up. He always looked down when he walked in the streets. So he wouldn't see anything around him. He was always busy thinking of Bible or something. So Friedrich Rebbe said, I can testify that Rebbe doesn't even know that there are lights in the streets of Baltimore. So what was the community complaining about to the previous Rebbe in 1929? That Rebbe doesn't wear a shirt, like a nice button-down shirt. He wore like in Russia, you know. Give like a, something, a, a piece of garment under the jacket, and that's it. But he doesn't wear a nice formal button-down shirt. So the Friedrich Rebbe told Rabbi Romelio to wear a, sh- a shirt because that's what the Balabatim wants. He shouldn't fight it. There are other battles that are more important. Anyways, this is another tziur of a chassid who came here to the United States, brought with him the world of Lubavitch. They continue to live in that bubble of Lubavitch, regardless of the environment he was living in. And the distance in culture between the world he was living in and the people and the congregants of his own shul, the world they were living in.